0: What's going on? It's Jessie Lee. You can call me hashtag boss Lee or the people's mentor. And I'm super, super excited for all of you to be treated today to one of my favorite people on the team. She's unbelievable and has a story that when I traveled around the world for 62 straight days in December and January, I told her story at almost every single stop because it's just that impactful. And I don't know how many of you uh, feel like sometimes, you know, you're stuck or you, you have no choice and you are, you know, life is just a attacking you and there's nothing left to do and uh you are looking for some hope but i really think this person that i have on the podcast today is going to help walk you through some of those things and show you how you can change your life so for those of you who are already pumped uh, make sure you screenshot this you put in your stories make sure you are subscribed to the podcast And that you leave a five-star review, because as always, we do Fans of the Week, and that's 50 bucks, so all you gotta do is be a subscriber. Now let me tell you a little bit about this person I have on here. Her name is Angela Musco, and I'm so excited for you to be on here. Uh, She does run a a million-dollar-plus-a-year business now in our organization. However, for those of you who don't know the story, she is the story of the $79.13 electric bill that's been heard around the world now. (laughs) I love it so much it's such a cool story um what her final straw was was angela could not afford to pay an electric bill now angela is a mom of ariana she is also a partner to her man mo she lives in her dream house that she just moved into thanks to her business and in new york and she is just an absolute rock star and an incredible person to be around. She helps our team so much inside and out and is just such a hard worker and has such a beautiful heart. So you're going to hear her heart be just exploding through this entire podcast. And I'm thrilled that you get to hear that today. So Angela, what is going on? How are you, my friend? And uh, can you please tell us how to start? Well, tell us a little bit about you. And then I want to know how can we start a business when we feel like we have nothing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so, so much for allowing me on this podcast. This is actually one of uh, my favorites. And I'm super, super excited to talk about this uh, right now, especially. Um, I think that this has been a kind of a buildup and it's really hitting a lot of families, which, which kind of you know, hits my heart because two years ago, this is exactly where we were. So uh, just kind of a little backstory. Uh, this is not my first go around with network marketing. I was a part of another company for about a year and a half uh, prior to joining this company a little over two years ago. Uh, and the whole reason I even needed... That company or wanted to start that company is because I was working full-time I was going to school full-time for I was I was doing legal studies um, and I was working part-time as a tutor for that online school wow uh, the whole the whole thinking behind it was I I didn't have enough time in the day to actually go get second and third jobs to, to keep us afloat. So if I just extended my day, shortened my sleep, put my family to bed and then found things that I could do online to supplement the income, then, you know, that would be perfect. Right. So that was kind of like my thinking, taking on a fourth thing on top of family and parenting and all of that kind of stuff. Um, just extending my day even more. Um, and unfortunately, and I will, I will never, ever talk badly about, you know, that that experience or that opportunity, but it just wasn't working. <laughs> it wasn't working. I wasn't sleeping. I was not a good mom. I was not a good partner. I was just uh, literally running myself ragged to feed my family. This wasn't even for extras. This wasn't for anything like that. When I happened upon this business, it was kind of the last straw um, in the sense of I had um, I've been working full from home at that point. Um, and I was like, you know, I just really I, I kind of got in that frantic mindset that I think a lot of people are in right now, like almost trying to find a bigger band aid. I don't know if that makes mm. sense. Mm-hmm. Like instead of fixing the problem, let me get a bigger bandaid to, to cover up the problem, um, with more dollars per hour or, um, figuring out like logistically, like how much would I have to pay for somebody to watch Ariana versus how much can I make? It was just like an irrational thought process now that I look back on it. Uh, but the final straw was really not being able to pay a $79 electric bill. And, and my whole thinking about it, and I don't know why this, was like, if I couldn't pay any bill, it should have been bad. Right. But I was like, this didn't even hit a hundred dollars yet. We're not even talking about more than a, more than a hundred dollars. And I don't know why that was my mindset, but mm. it was like, we're not even into three digits and I still can't pay it. Um, and it's a necessity. Right. So, um, I joined this business literally thinking I can make $79 and 13 cents. Like I know I can make $79 and 13 cents maybe I can't make $2,000. Maybe I can't make $10,000. Maybe I can't make 50 or a hundred, but I can definitely make $79 and 13 cents because I need to. Right. So I think that that's my very first thing for people is like, if you're in that, in that kind of, and I, I hate calling it irrational because I, I know where, I know where people are coming from, but just looking back, it's just finding a bigger bandaid is not going to do it for you. Like you need to, you need to solve the problem. You can't just keep putting band-aids on and the bigger one that holds, holds everything together for a little bit longer. That's not the solution. So, um, my, my biggest tip for, for people right now is, um, knowing what you can do. Okay. I'm going to bet That people who are in a very tough situation right now, those are the same people that I was two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years ago, where if a catastrophe hits, you always make it out. You always figure out a way. And that's because that need is driving you so, so hard. So figure out a number and make that your very first goal. You don't need to think beyond that, right? For me, it was $79.13, which led to a full-time income, which led to earning a a free car for my mom, which led to my dream house. Right. But like right now in the moment, if you're going to find a bandaid, figure out a number and know that you can do it because you have proven over and over and over and over again that you can do it when you have that need. Right. So that's my very first thing. Um, and then going through this, there were so many times even to start, it was, it was crazy. Uh, my first thought was you know i'm joining my leader because for whatever reason whatever crazy reason like i have this gut feeling we all have those gut feelings and i feel like we don't follow them enough right like i feel like you know we just don't listen to the gut enough we listen to society we listen to news we listen to all like the side talk and the, and the white noise and all of that we just don't listen to our gut enough so my first thought after i decided like okay that's enough no more i'm done we need to pay this electric bill, and then we need to actually start solving the problem. Is I started looking around my house for things that were that were there that weren't making us money. And the first things that obviously, you know, gaming consoles, even though they were handy downs, even though they weren't like uh, you know, expensive things, TVs, even though they weren't expensive things, they were things that were around our house that were distracting us from our future, right? Um just so so many different things, uh, DVDs, games, all of this kind of stuff that you can sell. There's Marketplace, there's eBay, there's so many different things. And my thinking was like, if we really love that gaming console so much, like if we really need that in our life, Why not sell it now, invest in a business, get our life back together, and buy a brand new one? Like, it just made so much sense to me. I was like, and I almost got excited. I started getting excited looking at all these things. I started getting excited looking at old appliances that I could clean up and sell. But I'm like, this is really cool. This blender I've used, like, three times. I'm going to sell it for, like, 25 bucks, and I'm going to put it towards a business but think about the amazing blender that I can buy sometime soon, you know. So like, I started, I got myself into a into a space where now these things aren't making me money. I'm going to clean them up. I'm going to sell them off. And instead of getting into like the poor me, like the oh, I'm losing something. I'm about to gain something, and like blow this thing up. Um, so if you guys are there, if you guys were are where I was, and uh, let me just. Um, little side note, when I say I couldn't pay $79.13, it wasn't like it was only because I had $70 in the bank. Like I was negative hundreds of dollars. So it was like, it really wasn't even a $79.13 story. It was much more than that because the bank account was negative, right? So um that's just like you know like kind of a little side note it wasn't like i was like nine dollars short or whatever it wasn't like i was 13 cents short it was like i was a lot short right so really getting yourself into a space where like and, and what we're going through right now, this could either be like, you can either look back five, 10 years from now and be like, oh, wow, that really killed us. That really crushed us. That really set us back. You can look back five, 10 years from now and be like, wow, that was the one thing that I needed. That whole situation, if that whole situation didn't happen, my life wouldn't be what it is today in a positive way. And like, that was literally where I was, right? Like I look back now and like, I know this sounds so crazy and I have I have conversations with some of my family members and I'm like, I don't know where everyone else is at. My heart goes out to everyone else, but I'm sorry. I can't sit, like, I can't be in any other state but gratitude every single waking moment of my life. Like, I'm, we're not panicked, thank God. We're not going through that struggle, but even more so, it's like we took that leap two years ago and I cannot help like it's not even an intentional gratitude, it's like I can't live any other way but grateful <laughs> right now while everybody else is panicking. And I don't say that in a nasty way, and I don't say that to be mean, I'm just saying. You could look back five, 10 years from now and be like, wow, I made those decisions. I got excited about things that, you know, could have been upsetting. It could have been upsetting to sell my TV that literally makes me no money that wastes my time. I could have been upset about selling the gaming console that that takes up my time and doesn't get me to where I need to be um, for my family. And in for a future, like, quite frankly, I got excited about that. And I got I got thinking about like, can we sell this now let me invest in a business, let me start invest, making money from that business, start investing elsewhere, so all of that is making me residual income while I'm building an income for my family. Like That was the first time in my life, and I think that's why I really like just ran with this, and I took off because I got myself into a place where I was excited, as opposed to, of course, I was nervous, of course, I was scared. I would be crazy not to be. That would be not normal to not be nervous or scared, but... I literally got myself into a place where I was like, you know, forget this. I'm going to get excited about life. I'm going to get excited about life because either I'm going to be scared and struggling and excited or I'm just going to be scared scared and struggling and sad. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be scared and struggling and excited. So, uh, yeah, that's a. All right, so
0: I want to recap some of this because that was a lot. Uh, And so it was all awesome. So I love some of the stuff. Like at the very beginning you were saying that you decided to take on a fourth To extend your day. And I really like that because I think some people, uh, they forget that we all have the same 24 hours in a day. And it's not necessarily gonna be an ideal situation, especially if you're listening to this and we feel you, we hear you, the struggle can be very real. What are you willing to do to extend your day? And I actually speak about it a lot on the other side, which is like wake up an hour earlier. Like wake up an hour earlier and set the intentions for your day. Do the journaling, do the meditating, do all of the things you need to do to make sure you're having a successful day. And I love that you were extending it on the back end. Um, she was selling cosmetics prior to this. It doesn't matter what company, but um, and it just wasn't working for her, but she knew something had to change. And, some, and a recurring theme of everything Angela just said that I want to bring into this is that some of you, I hope it's not you, but some of you might be listening to this and you're like, oh, okay, like I hear what she's saying. I hear what she's saying. Through everything that Angela is telling you, you have to hear the common thing, the common theme, of that she's not lazy. So, and I don't think a lot of you are who are taking your time to listen to this, but some people definitely are. Like I saw somebody yesterday; somebody was pitching somebody on a like a special our company has going right now, and she's like, "Why are all my leads saying stuff like this?" Like one of the leads, she sent a message to. She said, "You know, this could be your your family." You know, she sent a really nice script, like a really nice or a really nice message to her. And the girl said, uh, and and then our our promoter said something like, well, what is, what is your plan to, you know, if you are you lost your job, your husband lost her, his job, and she said, I don't need a plan. The government's going to pay for, pay my bills. And I know there are some people who, who think like that. And so I want you to, and I wish you could have seen Angela's face right now. She basically looked horrified. Like, through all of this, yes, she was struggling financially. And yes, you may be struggling financially right now, currently as well. But there is a common theme of she was not... Lazy. She genuinely wanted the solution. I think that's important. Um, Really powerful. I love that you said this. You said, I know I can make $79.13 because I need to. And so how many of you know it's not that you're looking and you're listening to me maybe and you're thinking, oh my God, but she's made millions. Ignore me. What can you do is what Angela is asking you. What is that amount of money you know you can make because you have to make it? You have to make it. I thought that was so powerful. Um, I have some clarifying questions about the band-aid, but I love that. That's a great to do. If you guys can figure out the number and make it your first goal, I think you are well on your way to success. Um, She told you exactly what to do. Like I need y'all to go around your house. And if you are willing to complain, but you are not willing to change, I challenge you to start changing. She was willing to get rid of the video game console. She was really willing to get rid of the appliances she didn't really use anymore. She was willing to take stuff off the walls and sell it. She was willing to get rid of the television. God forbid. You know, I know half of you just threw up in your mouth, but... How bad do you want it? I think that is so, so important. I was going to ask you, how did you start? And you just said it, and then the, the following of the gut. So I have a, a a clarifying question really fast. So you said, um, you know, you need to solve the problem instead of just putting a bigger Band-Aid on it. And so can you elaborate a little bit on that? Like, how does somebody identify what the actual problem is? Uh, and then how do they start to solve that?
1: Yeah, so... Um... <laughs> Uh, for me, I think it's a little di- different. Um, I think uh, you have to first decide before anything else. You have to decide whether whether you have an income problem or you have a spending problem. Woo! Now, I tell you guys 100,000%, um, our splurging was like getting shampoo that wasn't 99 cents on clearance or like cleaning supplies so i knew that we didn't have the spending problem right we genuinely had the income problem and then from there it's really trying to figure out like what you need and what you don't need because i think a lot of people get that very very confused and and what i mean by that is um necessities you need food to survive right you need clothes to survive do you need Air Force ones or what I don't even know? I don't have a spending problem now. I don't even know what the what like the typical normal human sneaker or whatever is. I don't even know now, but you guys know what I'm saying, right? Like yes, you need clothes to survive. But do you need the clothes that you might be buying? Right? You don't need makeup to survive. You don't need nails to survive. You don't need your hair done to survive. You don't need to go out to dinner to survive. Like you need to figure it out what you need to survive. And and I'm gonna tell you, like when we actually sat down, this was almost like a like a a, a gut, That was me having a gut punch. Okay, that was. That was <laughs> I like that so, little noise. <laughs> like a little squeaky toy right so that was like my gut punch is like you know we're writing all these things down and I was like cable cable for 120 dollars a month what am I doing and I'm gonna tell you like I tell some people get rid of cable we're like no no I can never and I'm like listen when we got rid of cable that was my you know I just made the squeaky toy gut punch noise but that was my thing I was like you know we can't we can't get rid of cable. The biggest thing that impacted us when we got rid of cable, nobody in my house knew what the time was for at least a week because the cable boxes have the times on them. right? Like nobody knew the time. It didn't affect us at all. To the point where now we just moved into our dream home, and I told my mom we're never getting cable. We're wasting one hundred and twenty dollars a month on cable. That's crazy. Pull out a dang book, like <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so and then and then further beyond that, so like for us it was, um, you know are you, and I I know this mindset, and this is kind of what I was talking about really with the band aid is like, once you've gotten rid of all of that, now you have to make rational, actual rational decisions, right? So for us, it was like, okay, if I go out and get more jobs, I'm spending more on gas, I'm spending more on childcare, I'm spending more on X, Y, Z, you know what I'm saying? Like, do things that rationally make sense for your situation. Nobody else can decide that for you. Mm. And then even further beyond that, when I started getting, and I say I, it was really a process with Mo and I. When we started really getting into like the, like getting deep into that, we're like, wow, we have real big worthiness issues. And once we got to that point, it was like game changing. And I think that this is really the point that once you go through all of that, most people will find that they probably have worthiness issues. So like this person who was like, I don't have to worry about it, the government will pay my bills, cool, the government will pay your bills. Like, does that give your children experiences in the future? Does that protect your 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 kids 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 like your grandkids all the way down the line. Does that make sure that your parents have the best possible health care? Because you know, I I like I hate to say this, but you know, everybody passes away, right? Like I can't imagine like you know my mom being you know in her final years and not having the best health care, the best experiences, the best X Y Z whatever that means. When you start thinking about that stuff, once you become almost a minimalist, right? Like once you become like, you know, you really start getting to the root of everything and stop, you know, trying to cover everything up with a Band-Aid or chasing a dollar or anything like that. So I think it's a it's a giant process. Um, and it really all starts based on, you know, like like, again, figuring out, do you have a spending problem? Do you have an income problem? And then where you can cut back and then really getting into like the deep stuff, like the the self-worthiness and what you believe you're deserving of. And are you allowing your childhood even like, I know like I'm getting a little abstract. No, no,
0: no, it's not abstract. It's so true. Keep going.
1: Like, are you allowing your child stuff that happened in your childhood? to like now overflow. And are you repeating the process like you, for, for yourself or your family and for your kids, you know? And that was something we actually struggled with too. I joke around with my mom all the time, but I remember one thing she said when, you know, when we were younger all the time, is like, money doesn't grow on trees. Mm. But, and unintentionally she didn't she didn't try to raise me with a scarcity mindset but it was always that like money doesn't grow on trees money doesn't grow grow on trees like money's minimal there's not enough There like you have to you can't share your money you can't give back to people you can't you know you have to and in in the moments when we were really struggling i didn't realize how much that story played over and over and over again now I started getting jealous of other people, right? And that's a whole nother thing, right? Like I started like looking at other people. I would have looked at somebody like you and I would have been like, she's lucky. She's lucky, you know, instead of like looking like, no, you made a decision, you worked your tush off, you know, like that's that's not luck. <laughs> you know, you just wake up one day like oh, everything's here. Like that's not, you know, but that was the mindset I was in, and it's really the hardest thing this entire journey. And you like I've gone 48. 72 hours no sleep i've gone like there's just been like tons and tons and tons of hard things that have gotten us here the hardest thing was to break that mindset of oh well she's just lucky i wish i had that Mm. i wish i could be there that mindset of like no like no okay so
0: so what got you out of that because i think that's a very real thing i think a lot of people You know, they they see other people succeeding, especially women. You know, mostly women listen to my podcast for sure. And a lot of women do this women-hating thing sometimes without even noticing it. And so... Uh, what, what do you think was something that started shifting you out of that mindset? Because like you alluded to, it's extremely toxic and you might think there's no harm in saying, oh, that, that girl, oh, blah, blah, blah. She's lucky. She's this, but really you're, you're being extremely self-sabotaging because you're basically telling your brain, I can't have that because it requires luck. It's not skill-based. The reason why Jesse Lee is successful or angela's success whoever it is that you're that you're talking about or or looking down and speaking negatively about so um once you identified that 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 was a an issue you had going on what are some things you used to kind of shift your mindset from that extremely toxic place you just described um into something more of abundance
1: yeah so a couple things and then um one big thing literally just completely was that like wake up moment. So, uh, I started a lot of personal development. I didn't know people needed personal development. I thought once you were an adult, you're an adult and you just know everything. Like that's literally, I don't know. I thought, you know, <laughs> you hit 18 and boom, you're an adult. And I don't yep. know why I thought that, but, uh, personal development was huge in this. Um, can you
0: and- actually give us some, can you get a little specific with that? Like, what are some things that maybe you listened to or watched where you're like, Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I actually have, hold on. She's prepared y'all.
1: So, um, this here, um, so there's a couple things, uh, podcasts are great. Um, and I could give you a whole list of podcasts, but like really that whole mindset thing, uh, I had to turn to books, uh, because for whatever reason, number one, I'm like, Everything that I physically read, I absorb into my brain and it just never goes away. So figure out what that is for you. So I'm going to give you some books that have really helped me. Um, This actually, I started reading this a while ago, uh, but it got a little bit too sciencey. So a happy pocket full of money. Now I'm actually going through it. Uh, It got very sciencey in the beginning with quantum physics, but that's how I started to learn kind of about energy. Uh, These two books changed my life hands down. <laughs> so this is the Harvard Business Review. Uh, there's one on emotional intelligence and one on mental toughness. Hands down, that literally changed my life um, in the sense of realizing like how much I was allowing my emotions to get in between everything. Um, so with me just giving you as an example of saying, oh, you're lucky. you know That wasn't me rationally thinking like, oh, wait, she started at At point point one, just like I'm starting at point one, Mm. right? Like my brain couldn't process that. So really learning about emotional intelligence and uh, mental toughness was huge. And then why good people do bad things um, by James Hollis. This one actually uh, put a lot of things into perspective on how we all start off with a, a clean slate. Right. No matter if you're born um, into poverty, you're born into wealth, no matter what, like you're given a clean slate. Uh, So these things were really like, especially back then, that's where my mind was at. That's what, um, you know, like I could absorb and really learn from. So those are the those are the books that that really helped me back then. Once I started, like actually um, then I started asking questions. Right. So I'm learning all of this stuff I'm reading all of this stuff. Then I started asking a lot of questions. So I was reaching out to you. I was reaching out to Brittany. I was reaching out to people just in the business. I was reaching out to people who weren't even in the business who just like, I just wanted to have conversations and pick people's brains and sit back and listen and watch. Right. Once I started doing that, I was like, um, wow, we really are very similar. Mm Like it's almost like, you know, like I'm just a couple of years behind In the development part of it but like people are very similar so what does she have that i don't have she do it and i couldn't do it so once i started getting into that i started doing this thing and i promise i'm getting to this point because this is really what like just clicked um i started doing this thing where every single thing that i touched i literally had to say out loud i am grateful for xyz
0: oh i like that everyone write that down everything she touches she says she's grateful for i love that
1: and you touch a lot of things every single day. You have no idea how many things you touch till you start doing this. Because I was walking around the house, I turned on the light switch. I'm like, wow, I am so grateful for electricity. I would flush the toilet. Wow, I'm so grateful for running water. I would take a drink. Wow, I'm so grateful for clean water. You turn on the car, etc. right? Literally anything I touched, and I started intentionally living in a state of gratitude. When I was living in a state of gratitude, I couldn't literally could not look at you and say, why does she have something I couldn't? Because I was so full of intentional gratitude. Mm. Like it was literally impossible for me to now look at somebody and be like, I wish I had that. I wish I could do that. Because I was so grateful for literally everything. I picked up a pen and I was like, wow, I'm so grateful my pen will write on this paper. I can take notes right now. Mm. Every single thing. So I did this for a while and then um the one thing that really got me was uh we had an event. Um, it, I think it was the second company event uh, where they had a kids program, and I decided to put Ariana uh, into the kids program, which I was super excited about, just because you know she was going to be able to travel with us. And I didn't think about anything beyond that. Like she's going to be able to travel with us. I'm going to be able to go to the event. She's going to be able to get her thing. She came back to the, the hotel one day. Uh, we, we picked her up and we got back to the room, and she was sitting on the bed. She was like, "You know, um, some of the kids just came back from China." I was like, yeah. She's like, I didn't know kids could go to China. I was like, yeah, they went with their parents. She's like, yeah, and they have a, you know, a teacher that goes with them. I was like, yeah, it's cool, right? She's like, yeah, you know what's even more cool is that she didn't treat me like I was a poor person. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like my child just saw what this business, what this opportunity. What real people who have lived the struggle, and nothing against you know wealthy people, just in general. But I'm talking like real people who have like lived the same struggle that we have lived and built this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like she's now able to be around that, and there was no rich or poor. There was just kids. Yep. In my mind, like that was the that was the the changing point for everything. It's like if I keep comparing myself to somebody else. She now gets that. She now watches me. She, she starts doing that. I want her to know that everybody is equal. I want her to know that everybody has the same opportunity. So at that point that it was just like full force, you know, that was a year and a half ago, but. Um,
0: no, but you really have grown so much as a person since, you know, since I've known you for two years. And I love that you're sharing the things that have helped develop you to get you there because it's so, so important. And that attitude of gratitude, you know, I will just say for those of you who wrote that down, it's going to feel very weird. You're not going to believe it for probably weeks, some of you months, you're gonna be like, really? Okay, I'm grateful that I'm able to speak. I have a voice. I'm grateful that I was able to print out these tax forms. I'm grateful that the Sharpie's here because I mean, okay, I'm grateful I have a cell phone even though it's cracked because it's recording. Like, it's gonna feel kind of hokey, but the thing is that it, you're just shifting your mind slowly. And that goes back to that. Uh, she said she was reading a quantum physics book. I mean, you're, everything is energy. Everything is energy. Everything is energy. And so um, just being in that state of gratitude, I, I can't agree enough about how important that is. Um, and I hope everyone is able to identify that whether you have an income problem or a spending problem. And for me, I'm very similar to you, Angela. Mine, of course, was I had an income problem. I couldn't afford $300. $300 a month in rent when my rent was going to shift, you know, and it just, it propelled me forward. And I know we don't have time to talk all about this, but, uh, that childhood traumas thing, that is so real. And I would argue almost every single part of your day, still, unless you have really, really worked through a lot of childhood traumas and triggers. Uh, I would say most people on a daily basis are dealing with childhood traumas and they don't, even realize it. They don't understand why they snap at people. They don't understand why they can't get their money mindset right. They don't understand all this stuff. And I would I would encourage everyone to kind of meditate. Maybe you hate the word med- meditate, but think about it. You know, sit there and meditate on it. Think about on it. Pray on it. Whatever you want to say until you find out what those moments are. Like Angela identified her mom would say money doesn't grow on trees. Before she finished that sentence, every single one of you knew she was going to say trees, right? So I'm going to guess many of you who struggle with finances, maybe that is something you heard over and over again, or maybe you heard all the time. There isn't enough, right? Or mom and dad don't have it, or you don't need that, or that's not necessary or whatever it is, right? But I just want you to know, we all have those things and there's nothing wrong with you Uh, For those of you who are still currently working through this, welcome to the human condition. (laughs) Cool. Do you have... Uh, oh, and by the way, she was talking, She meant, uh, Angela mentioned a couple of times what we're currently going through. She's referring to the coronavirus. So for those of you maybe who are listening a few years in the future, and you're like, what is she talking about? Because um, this could be something huge. This could be not something at all. So I don't know. I can't see years in the future. I don't know what's going to happen. I do know I'm going to be safe. I do know Angela is going to be safe. I do know that all of you listening are going to be safe. Uh, but but I'm just saying in case you're like, what, are, what was happening in 2020? It was the coronavirus uh okay so is there anything else you would like to say or maybe an encouraging thought for people who are in that place right now where maybe they haven't even started a business yet because they just they're listening but maybe they just need some words of encouragement or advice or motivation and I say that from you because for those of you who don't know um Angela is she didn't even realize how motivational she was and she certainly didn't know how much her heart had opened until we keep pointing it out where we're like you pretended I mean I've coached Angela many times and at the beginning it was just like you just look mean stop pretending to be mean like quit being so hard you're not hard and so many of you that listen I know you need to hear that too uh because a lot of us put on those facades those tough girl or guy facades and I did the same thing for years and years and years and I pushed a lot of amazing people away and I would hate for you to continue doing that as I know we do sometimes so um I would love for you to open your heart because you do have this giant, giant yellow beaming heart. And I would just love for you to pour in for a couple of minutes uh, before we end this thing. Cause I respect your time. Um, let these people know, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to say. I don't want to, I don't want to lead you into it. You do your thing.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> you did make me soft. I think I was actually soft to begin with. I think you're right, baby. But uh, something that I need for you guys to understand is like, Um, And I want to say this with the most sensitivity possible, because I know this is not a joke. I know this is not a game. And my heart genuinely goes out to every single one of them. I'm going to cry a little bit, but my heart genuinely goes out to these people. But um, I need you guys to understand this wasn't a quarantine thing. This wasn't a coronavirus of 2020 thing. This has been a buildup of years and years and years. I need you guys to really reflect how many years have you been unstable and now it's just now it's just crumbling. Now it's just, you're hitting that wall, right? Like how many years has your savings account been empty for? How many years have you not had a savings account for? How many years have you been waiting for next Friday? Because that's when you get paid. This is not a just, you know, like all of a sudden in one month, two months, three months, everything just came crashing. Like that's not what this is. This is a buildup. So I need you guys to, and I said this earlier. This could either be, you know, you look back five years from now and you'd be like, my goodness, like that changed my life. And like my life wouldn't be what it is right now had that not happened, had I not had that wake up call. Or you can look in a positive way or you can look back five years from now um, and just say and still be recovering. And that's no joke. Um, You know, there are going to be people for years and years down the line who are going to be recovering. Which side of the fence are we going to be? And I can promise you, and I said this earlier again, uh, it is scary. It is, uh, you know, it is, it's something that, you know, starting a business is not a joke. And if you're scared, then you're the people that we want to work with, right? I want to work with somebody who is scared. I want to work with somebody who has that fear. I don't want to work with somebody, you know, who, who takes this as a joke, because this wasn't a joke to me. This wasn't a joke to my family. This literally changed our lives and so, so many people's lives. So... This I need for you guys to really think like this needs to be a wake up call for you if you are on that side of it right now where this is devastating to you because, um, you know, I think it's very, very real. I, was going, I went to the store um, the other day and, you know, I could only buy two gallons of water and I could only buy one of the big packs of chicken at a time. And like that's something that I never thought I would live through. Because the hand sanitizer, I can't buy more than two hand sanitizers at the store if they're even available. If toilet paper is even available, I can't buy more than one pack. These are things that I never thought that I would live through, and therefore I never thought my child would live through. So I need you guys to start thinking about legacy. I, th- I need you guys to start thinking about what your children are going to possibly meet in the future. Right? Nobody saw this coming. What are your What are your children going to be living through? What are your grandchildren going to be living through? And is what you're doing right now setting them up for success? Um, And I can bet it's probably not. Um, And, you know, so as as much as my heart goes out to you and as much as, you know, I I want to encourage you to keep going, I don't want to encourage you to keep going. And I don't say that to be mean. Do not keep going down this path. Mm. Like stop. Reevaluate and figure out what is going to what can you work into what you're doing right now to set yourself up for success in the future, to set your kids up for success in the future, to set your grandkids up for success in the future. And if that's not something that you can see right now, please let this be a lesson of going to the store and not being able to buy more than two gallons of water at a time. That's not even enough for a family of four. No. Like, sorry, but like that's not even enough water for a family of four technically. So I need you guys to use this as a lesson. And I want you guys to be on that side of the fence that, you know, me and Jesse Lee are going to be on where, you know, five years down the line, we're going to look back and be like, wow, that was something that changed so, so many people's lives. Like that changed our team's lives, you know? So, you know, we want you to be there, but uh, you know, and if you're scared and if you're nervous uh, that's exactly where you should be. But I can promise you, if you stay, if you stay scared and nervous, and you don't do anything about it, that's—it's just going to repeat itself over and over and over again. So please use this as um, as a lesson, almost, um, or as you know, a what could be, what could happen uh, from now on. So,
0: I love it. It's like be scared, be nervous, and build that legacy anyway. Oh! I love it. Well, I love you and I appreciate you. And I know people have pages and pages and notes. Um, feel free to reach out to Angela make sure you screenshot this, put it in your stories, share with your team, share with somebody who's on your heart right now. Uh, because Angela's story of $79 and 13 cents or hundreds in debt, like she said, or, you know, her bank account was hundreds negative, uh, to where she is now. It is, it is beautiful to watch. And I'm so grateful that I get to be so close on those sidelines for that. So you're amazing. I appreciate you send some love to your family from me, of course. And uh, you are the best. So thanks so much for your time, Angela. I love you very much. And I appreciate you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. And I I love you back.
0: If you've been listening this far and you are wondering what the letter is, the letter you are looking for, my friends, is M. We're getting close to the end of this word. I'm just kidding. But you should have four. (laughs) letters at this point so m as in mary m as in millionaire m as in monster the letter is m